0: Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Can you believe this? Oh, enough. Say it with your chest. Looking to push tempo here, the Pelicans. Look at that. Funny. Hold that follow through. That's right. This is what takes you to another level. What the Pell is up? Everybody, this is Believe In, the New Orleans Pelicans, with your host, Elliot Clough, at Elliot Clough on Twitter, that's E-L-I-O-T-C-L-O-U-G-H. And before we get started on today's podcast, if you are new, and if you've been listening around for a little while and you haven't done it yet, make sure you hit subscribe and or follow depending on whatever platform you are listening to this podcast, and if you're on Apple Podcasts, leave a rate and review. It really, really helps us out. All you got to do is scroll down to the bottom of the page and hit write a review and, and put that together for us. So again, it's greatly appreciated not only that you're listening, but that you're doing that as well for us here on Believe in the New Orleans Pelicans, and I know you're not here to Listen to me ask for favors. So, speaking of favors, we'll talk about that in a little bit. That was pun and in- not intended? Yeah, I don't know how that happened. Anyway, a couple of different things reported yesterday that we should definitely talk about today. Uh, injury reports that are pretty sure that are false. Some rumors around Coach Gentry as to whether or not he will be b- brought back. And, of course, that poll that we talked about on yesterday's podcast that I told you would be out. We got some crazy, crazy responses and a ton of responses in total. So had a blast on on Twitter with all of these responses from you, the fan, and I'm excited to get to those at the bottom of today's podcast. But to start off, that injury report sure you've all seen it by now. Andrew Lopez, Will Guillory, I believe Christian Clark coming out with it as well on Twitter yesterday. Drew, B.I., and Zion will not be playing in the game tonight against the Kings. That, of course, doesn't matter for either team. The report is that Drew has a right elbow contusion and that Brandon Ingram and Zion Williamson have right knee soreness. So basically what this means, and if you follow me on Twitter, you saw the gif, hopefully, today, uh, but I tweeted that out before the poll went up, and the poll kind of took over my feed, so if you haven't seen it, I'm telling you about it now. Basically what this means is that the Pels are waving the white flag, and, you know, I mean, we know that none of these games matter, so basically what the Pels are saying is, we're going to win out, and Na is going to go for 30, and Frank Jackson's going to go for 72, and the Pels are going to win by 50, and none of it's gonna matter it's like it's like the show whose line is it anyway the points don't matter we're just here to have fun and it's not even fun anymore because we know that it doesn't matter so you know i'm sure drew and and brandon ingram and zion are totally fine uh but but yeah it's basically just saying we're done we're moving on this is on to next season i'm assuming that if these guys could leave the bubble legitimately. They would, you know, not saying that they necessarily want to leave their team, but it just, why would you want to stick around? You know, I, to a degree, I get it. Three games left. Leadership from Drew, even though he doesn't really fill a role like that. Zion and BI just just affirming that they're invested is, is a good reason for them to stick around. So, I get it. I'm, I'm sure the NBA is having some legitimate concerns about players just up and leaving the bubble. So there's probably a bunch of factors. I, I don't know if this was a conversation among teammates, a conversation about, among uh, all the teams are just an NBA stipulation. But B.I. Drew and Zion will be in the bubble. They will just not be playing in the coming game. Uh, they'll at least be in the game in the bubble for, for now as to. The future, if they decide to leave, if any, again, emergency comes up, Zion decides to be with his family. Drew, you know, his wife's pregnant, so a bunch of different things could happen. B.I. is just a single dude living in New Orleans, so who knows? But anyway, uh, this is something to be expected, at least for Brandon Ingram and Zion. Drew, I'm assuming this means that he's going to be a piece that the Pels want to bring back next season and they don't want to trade him or they're protecting him in case they do want to trade him, which is not something I thought about until this very moment. That could be it. Uh, that would make a lot of sense. It's it's just protecting what they have in terms of trade capital. Am I positive that, that, that that's it? No, but either it's, it's a either or, one or the other, because I highly, highly doubt that if they were playing for a playoff spot, that Drew would be out right now. So, it's one or the two, and that'll be a conversation to be continued uh, on the podcast. But also, in this case, one would think that J.J. and Derek Favors wouldn't be playing either, that we'd be getting a fake injury report from them as well. But, I mean, they're older, so maybe they can get away with just a did not play, a coach's did not play. Uh, I mean, I get that the Pels want to protect their core, but these old guys don't need to run the risk of injury too JJ especially. I mean, Pell's we don't know what's going on this offseason with Derek Favors if he will be brought back or if he will be let go. I saw on Pelicans Nation's Twitter today that Favors said that he wants to come back, but we'll see what happens. So maybe that's just saving face. I mean, I don't really know. But either way, these again, these guys could get a simple did not play. I I be shocked if there's any sort of penalty for that, especially as these games don't matter. As far as I know, uh, that that won't be the case. But if they play and one of them gets hurt, you better believe all hell is gonna break loose, and for good reason. At least if JJ gets hurt, I mean Derek Favors, God forbid he gets hurt. Like that, that's not what I'm saying. Pelicans fans, if they're concerned about the future with both of these guys, about one of them coming back, back. it's going to be J.J. It's not going to be Derek, just based on what the bubble has been like, the lack of real... I mean, from what we can gather, J.J. is the vocal leader of this team, and we haven't heard much from Derek Favors. But, I mean, he is an older guy. He talks a hell of a lot more than Drew, which is a safe assumption. So, anyway, the concern... For these two old guys, it's just that they finish off their career and they finish it off healthy. And J.J. is going to be back on the team this coming year, so I think it'd be stupid for them not to to sit him. And if there's anybody else to sit, I mean, honestly, looking at the remainder of the roster, it's probably Josh Hart. But then again, he is a young guy. He's a rebound defense guy, so there's really no need to pull him. I mean, limited minutes, sure. But, but I don't think sitting Josh Hart is something that the Pels will do. I'm assuming it's going to be Drew, B.I., and Zion going forward. Lonzo will probably play limited minutes as well. That's something else that I wanted to talk about on on today's pod before we get to this other bit of reporting, is that after the game against the Kings, it might have been to yesterday, actually. It doesn't matter. Lonzo spoke to the media And had this to say, I feel like I let the team down. I know I'm a big part of it. Usually when I play well, we win. And obviously I didn't play well this trip. We're going home early and I have to live with that. End quote. And I talked about the lack of awareness on behalf of Coach Gentry following a couple losses that he wanted to basically blame the medical staff for the choices that they made with Zion saying, you have to ask them, you have to ask them, you have to ask them when the media was questioning as to why Zion was playing so little and and playing in these bursts. And I, I didn't like that because from a leadership position, especially head coach of an NBA team that has a lot of young guys on it. The response should be, I was given information and I chose to do what I believe to be the smartest thing to do and own it. Not, not pass off blame, not say you need to ask them, unless it's something directly to do with a specific player or, or a specific member of the staff. I think in in leadership position, it's it's the ultimate responsibility. And as the point guard, Lonzo Ball, who's not vocal, who's not super, you know, he he's never been one who's excited to speak to the media. I mean, just watch five minutes of, watch a minute of his media availability over the bubble, and you can tell that dude is just, just not. He's not his authentic self when he's on camera or on the mic most of the time it's doing it because he has to do it but this quote that that he gave the media about feeling like he let the team down and he knows that he didn't play well this trip that's a sign of maturity that i like i mean i've i've been a part of Not necessarily the the guys who ream Lonzo or or say the Pels need to move on from him. I mean, it's been one season. And he's had a pretty damn good season for the most part. He's grown a lot, gotten a lot better at this jump shot, especially three-point shot. If you watch one Pelicans broadcast, you know that, you know, (laughs) AD and Joel Myers love to talk about that. But if you watch an opposing team's broadcast as well, it's you know Lonzo hits one three and they're like he's so improved on that this season needs to improve his his free throw line percentage uh he he responded to a tweet by bleacher report saying that y'all need to keep track of his stat line this coming season um basically what what I'm getting at here is that I've not lost my faith in Lonzo Ball Do I think the Pels should offer him a large extension this offseason? Probably not. Uh, we, we talked about it with Kevin Berrios of the Bird Rights and the Bird Calls podcast just a few weeks ago. And he mentioned the Karis Lavert contract. That should be the equivalent as to what Lonzo Ball should get this offseason. For those of you who don't know, it's three years, 52.5 million dollars. And I think that's fair. If, if Lonzo certainly believes that he can come back next season and improve and play more consistently uh, to, to the way he was playing in, in February and March, then I think that he should play out the remainder of his current contract and see what he can get. But if he, if he wants to secure the bag, he should go for something like that this offseason. I think Lonzo Ball's a legitimate point guard in the NBA. We have to remember, he's 22. This is his first year in New Orleans. The first few years were a little rocky. This is his first year staying healthy. He separated from his dad. He and Zion are so damn fun to watch. I am not out on Lonzo Ball yet. I'm not. I think you have to let the guy write out the rest of this contract. You have to. I think Pelicans fans, if we're being honest, I think we're being impatient. We know that this is in the long this is a long-term thing that we've got going on with David Griffin, Trajan Langdon, Swin Cash, looking at Zion and Brandon Ingram going forward. Personally, I want Lonzo and I want Josh Hart to be a part of that. Was my reaction yesterday kind of a being a prisoner of the moment, it was. And I, I, I hate when I do that. I, I really need to uh, measure that. We've got to stay sane here. Bubble was a small amount of games. And I said this on yesterday's podcast too, so got to give myself credit there. But the bubble was such a small amount of games in such a specific circumstance that we can't say this is who he is just based simply on these six games or whatever it's been, and Pels need to move on from him and Drew and Derek Favors and J.J. Reddick and everybody that's on the roster because they played so bad, except for Zion. It's just un- it's unnecessary. I-, I think that we have to remember that this is the long play. That we have to remember the way these guys were playing in February and March. and what was a normal, the normal part of this NBA season. They had an awesome opportunity in front of them. And they squandered it. They did. That's what young teams kind of do. Especially when you have this four month layoff. Especially when your star is overweight in Zion. Especially when he has to play in bursts because he's not completely physically fit. Especially when you're riding high in February and March. And then you just leave each other. You're not necessarily touching a basketball every day. You're not in the best shape. We have to remember where this is going, what the, the trajectory is, and what the goal is. It wasn't to win an NBA title this year, no matter how excited people were after the scrimmages. Lonzo did what a leader and responsible adult does, is he took responsibility and he knows he has to be better. Are we positive that's going to translate to better play next season? No. And if it doesn't, if he's the same as this year or or worse, then the conversation becomes a lot more valid. I mean, if the Pels can get a haul for him this offseason via trade, I won't be upset but at the same time if if he's a piece that's going to stick around that David Griffin wants to stick around I think this year would be the ultimate timing to say this is the guy we want to be around because if he can get that average up to like you know 15 points a game make layups consistently and get his average assists up to you know eight and a half, nine, maybe 10 a game. That would be amazing. This season, over the 62 games that he's played in, he's averaged 32 minutes a game. And in those 32 minutes, 11.8 points, seven assists, and 1.4 steals per game. Also while hauling in 6.1 rebounds per game. That three-point percentage drastically increased 37% this season, but free throw percentage still struggling it did go up almost 14 percentage points this season from 41.7 to 55.4 which is drastic and working with Fred Vinson that can continue to go up 55.4 is absolutely not ideal but it's a hell of a lot better than 41.7 I can tell you that so bottom line is that I I still like Lonzo I, I think he's a piece that can be used and continue to be evaluated going into the coming year the other thing that was reported today is an article was put together by Dan Feldman of NBC Sports that cited two tweets one from Will Guillory and the other one from Ro Woj basically no sources he just went to Twitter and said the rumor is that Alvin Gentry is going to get fired and one tweet from Will Guillory said the worst-kept secret in the NBA is that Gentry's time with the Pelicans won't last much longer. And then Adrian Wojnarowski of ESPN said, Executive VP David Griffin and Pelicans ownership have a decision to make with a year left on Gentry's contract, sources said. Consider two relationships Griffin has back to his front office days in Cleveland and Phoenix, respectively. There's a chance in New Orleans, LA Clippers assistant Ty Lu and Los Angeles Lakers assistant jason kidd sources said so if your source is a twitter from is it or sorry is a tweet from somebody else's twitter and it's their sources then i just feel like this that's poor reporting so i don't like that but that doesn't matter that got Pell's fans and and twitter really fired up our former guest Chris Connor taking all the credit for his article in December uh, is saying that the Pels need to move on. Kind of funny. Uh, but the conversation started, it was in our the bird rights group chat. It was basically all over Pelican's Twitter. And some people are like, hallelujah. A lot of people are like that right now. Uh, we'll, we'll see if this really transpires into anything legitimate. But but Twitter was was heat. Twitter was heated up, and um, the apparent two favorites that we've seen, I saw it from Pelican's Wave, I believe it was, or Pelican's Report or something like that on Instagram. The apparent two favorites to land the job are Tyron Liu and Jason Kidd. Now on this podcast, we're not talking replacements quite yet. I need personally, I need to do some research on the topic before we, we really sit down and have a guest on and talk about what the options are and what our best option is, what the Pelican's best option is. So we will do that in future podcasts as well as on, you know, future appearances on other podcasts as well as radio shows and other things as well. So before we go into that, we talked about the poll on Twitter and we what what it was was, Wanted to know what Pelicans fans believe needs to be the number one priority this offseason for New Orleans. Now, the options I put out, you can only put four on a Twitter poll. For those of you who are active on Twitter, you know that. Number one was get a new coach, followed by sign a free agent leader, then replace Derek Favors. And then, of course, given that you can only put so many options on there, number four was other. Now, in this poll, we received nearly 900 votes from Pelicans fans everywhere. Greatly appreciate those of you who participated. In the clear and away number one placing was Gentry taking home 67% of the vote, followed by free agent leader at 15.3%. Third was replaced Derek Favors at 12.9%, and fourth was other at 4. Now, it took a little while for us to get responses from those who were representing the other part of the poll, but we did get some pretty interesting stuff. And we are going to make sure to give credit where credit is due for all of these options, but we're going to address the other today. And throughout this week and coming weeks, we'll make sure to reference those who threw out their opinions, and we'll talk about them quite a bit on this podcast. Your reasoning, your thoughts, especially if I you know, disagree or a guest disagrees, and we feel like you provided a hot take, we're definitely going to be talking about what your thoughts are here on this podcast. But for those of you who did answer and gave us a reason why that was other than those top three options, i.e. fire gentry and move on, Sign a free agent leader or grab a replacement for Derek Favors. So, starting off, OK Bubba Felix at OK Bubba Felix believes that the Pelicans need guards who can command the floor. He believes that Drew is great defensively, but the inconsistency on offense is too much, and Zoe's play in the bubble speaks. For itself. And at Champs World 404 agreed, saying New Orleans needs a point guard that can attack the rim and put pressure on a defense. Well, if you've been listening to the entirety of this podcast, you know that personally I don't stand Lonzo Ball like some of these Twitter accounts, but I believe that the Pels should stick it out with Lonzo, at least the remainder of his contract, unless they can get somebody. Via trade to say, hey, we need a point guard that do, that does what Lonzo does. We'll give you a haul. We'll give you a wing, a 3 and D guy, and a pick or something like that. A valuable 3 and D guy. Maybe a 4 who can step in and help get boards and help with defensive rotation. That'd be great as well. And it's the same thing for Drew. I don't think you can just simply let these guys go. Except for the fact that they will open up some cap space. Drew especially. But if you can trade these guys now and get some straight up value for them, I know we've talked about Kevin Berrios Absolutely loves Michael Bridges. I think he'd be a great addition to this team. But the way Phoenix is playing right now, I'd be pretty surprised if they want to move anybody this off season. Just at the rate that they're winning in the bubble, six and zero could go eight and zero and get that ninth playoff spot, and that includes, I mean. They're really just giving, you know, us that believe in the New Orleans Pelicans a mi- middle finger after what we said about them going into the bubble saying, ah, them and the Kings and then the, uh, the, the, the Wizards and the Nets, ah, they're not gonna do anything. They suck. Uh, and Devin Booker just said, F you, Elliot. Yeah, we are. <laughs> And uh, at ed underscore Matthew underscore or pulled pork nachos who is so invested in pelicans twitter i've seen him all over recently gave uh us a follow at elliot cluff on twitter and has been paying attention to the podcast so shout out to you ed slash pulled pork nachos said that he hates the poll because the bells need all three I, l- I love that you know i read that and i was like oh come on man like all you got to do is pick one and then i just it's funny he's right ed underscore matthew underscore Slash pulled pork nachos. You're right, man. You're right. The Pells need all three. They they need to they need to move on from gentry. They need that that leader. They need I mean, people have been saying it on Twitter. I said it on our yesterday's podcast. They need an asshole. They need a Patrick Beverly. They need a guy who's gonna look them all in the eye and say, You are not working hard enough. Do you really want to win in this league? You have to improve your game. J.J.'s doing all he can, but he hasn't been in a leadership position for 14 years. This is the first time. You can't expect a guy to just flip a switch and be a dick. <laughs> like, ugh. Anyway. You're right. The Pels do absolutely need all three. It's true. If I... That wasn't the point of this poll, Obviously. But these are the three main things that the Pels need. And, and I, we're going to continue to throw out the thoughts of you fans who think maybe it's something else. Like Chris. I'm going to go cage in here because, you know, New Orleans. Tibodea? Thibodia, I think it's Tibidia. Uh 15. This is at Chris. Tibodea. 15. Says the Pels need a forward who can get boards and not just bail out and then help on defensive rotations. Chris, that's a very good point. That's something that the basically the entirety of the NBA needs. There's a very large lack of power forwards in the NBA that can do that. I mean, the the Nuggets are just kind of loaded with centers and threes and fours and all that junk, but there's really no bona fide power forwards in the league anymore. While the Pelicans need it, just about everybody else in the NBA needs it too. With the transition that the NBA's made to being a shooting league, The lack of power forwards in this league has become very apparent. I mean, the one I'm thinking of off the top of my head is Zach Collins. And in all reality, we know Jusef Nurkic is much more important to the trailblazers than he is, even though he does provide plenty of value. I mean, let's look at Bleacher Report's top 15 power forwards this season. Number one is Giannis. I wouldn't call him a power forward. I'd say he's a 3-4-5 kind of guy. Anthony Davis, he's a center. Blake Griffin, his knees explode every time he touches the court. Draymond Green wasn't healthy all season. Al Horford's a center, even though he played alongside Joel Embiid this year. Pascal Siakam has the skills of a small forward. Number seven is Jason Tatum. He's not a power forward. Kevin Love, I mean, with David Griffin's history with the Cavs, I would not be surprised if they went out and tried to get him this offseason via trade, but he's not a guy who's going to be great defensively. Plus, he gets hurt all the time. I like Danilo Gallinari at nine, and he's the one who really sticks out to me as a straight up power forward. Followed by that's Paul Millsap. He's old. John Collins is 11. He's a center. Robert Covington, the newest or one of the new members of the Houston Rockets and that small ball lineup, I would say he's a small forward. DeMontis Sabonis, there you go. That's a power forward. I don't know how the Pels acquire him. Julius Randle, he can screw off. Laurie Markkinen, he's a power forward, but he's young. He's not going to be great defensively. He's a, he's an offensive guy. So, I mean, where do you get it? It's not going to be the draft. Onyeka Okungwu is probably not going to fall to the Pels. Where do you get it, Man. Uh, this is a genuine question. I, I love your idea. You're absolutely right, but where do the Pels get it? Let's return to a different list from the from Bleacher Report. Jaron Jackson Jr., they're not trading for him. Jonathan Isaac just tore his ACL. PJ Tucker's old. Aaron Gordon, I could see that happening. Tobias Harris, probably more of a small forward. Chris Stapps Porzingis, they're not trading him away in, uh, in Dallas. Zion's number four—that's pretty accurate. And there you go. That, I mean, we we went over the rest of the names. It just—I just don't know how it works out. And Chris, you got an idea, man? Drop it below. Let us know. Let us know how they they acquire it, whether it's through the draft, through a trade, through free agency, one way or another. If you got if you got ideas, I'll take them, and we can talk about them on coming podcasts as well. Now, last one in this. Other option. Again, we'll be getting to these other ones. We'll make sure we'll be getting you credit here on this podcast because that's what you deserve. We appreciate you participating on the podcast as well. Remington Thomas, at Remington Thomas, wants to move on from Alvin Gentry and trade Brandon Ingram. And that would have to be a sign and trade. He is a free agent this offseason. And uh, Remington Thomas... At Remington Thomas, you've received plenty of heat on Twitter, bro. I I don't think you need any more beef. I'm just going to say this. Some of the guys who responded to the tweet, I think, were were pretty accurate. To a degree, I understand what he's saying. What he believes is that B.I. stalls the offense when Alvin Gentry's system is predicated on ball movement. and, And when these guys are young, ball movement is so key. But in a situation where the Pels move on from him and they're unable to get another like wing shooter, probably want to get a star. Zion's going to have to go for 30 a night and you know, they're wrapping him in in, in bubble wrap. I mean, it's just not plausible unless you can get an absolute load in exchange for him. I don't think it makes sense. I don't think it's something that the Pels do. I don't think David Griffin has any desire to move on from Brandon Ingram. I like the hot take. I'm all for that. But I'm, I'm not with the the, the take itself. <laughs> at, at Remington Thomas, once again, saying that uh, the Pels should trade Brandon Ingram this offseason. Very unpopular opinion, and I appreciate you having the balls to to share that here on our podcast and with other Pelicans fans on Twitter, because clearly they did not like it, but you are sticking by it, sir. And, and I applaud you for doing so once again, this is believe in the new Orleans Pelicans. And if you responded to a tweet and it has not been shared that tweet, the specific poll, regarding what the Pels should do this off season, If it, if we have not shared it yet on this podcast, I promise we're going to do our very best to do so in coming podcasts. But we wanted to address that other from this poll. I, I thought it was fun. I, I thought Pelicans fans came up with some intriguing ideas. And if you have some other ones, feel free to drop them below. Once again, that tweet or the tweet that this podcast is in on my Twitter, my personal page, it's at Elliot Clough. You can do that anytime, anywhere, as long as as long as you have a Wi-Fi connection or or data or, or whatever you have. But uh, fun stuff. This this was fun. I really enjoy getting your feedback on Twitter and we're gonna continue to be giving you those opportunities, especially as we progress through this offseason how the Pels should go forward why they shouldn't be making the moves that they do and reactions once those moves are made because we do have four months from now until the Pelicans start their 2020-2021 season so plenty to talk about in this time frame and of course there are two more games including one tonight against the Sacramento Kings that doesn't matter we're having fun and the points don't matter. So the Pelicans are going to win by 70. So uh, it'll be a fun game to watch. I will be putting on my clown makeup and watching tonight for sure. I hope uh, we can talk about it here on the pod tomorrow. If something fun happens or whatever, we'll be sure to address it. Pells fans, before you go, make sure to go follow at Elliot Clough, at E-L-I-O-T, C-L-O-U-G-H on Twitter. And again, we'll be getting to your responses to that poll, and I'm sure more polls will be coming. So many different ways you can interact with us on Twitter, with myself, with other guys from the Bird Rights, and other reporters covering the New Orleans pelicans and if you are listening on apple Podcasts, make sure you subscribe leave a rate and review do it that really really helps us out and if you're listening on any other platform go ahead and that's hit that subscribe or follow button and if you have the opportunity to leave a rate or review that would greatly be that would be greatly appreciated go follow believe on instagram twitter and facebook and you can check out a plethora of of their other podcasts on bleed.com or just head over to Apple podcast, Spotify, or Google play, wherever you're listening to this podcast right here. And you can check out some more Pelicans coverage on SB nation's, the bird rights. And that will include work from former guests, Preston Ellis, Ali Cosell, Chris Connor, Kevin Berrios and David Grubb. Oh, also yours truly. Pels fans reminder that poll will be up for a few more hours. You can check it out on Twitter and let us know your thoughts as to how the Pels should go forward this offseason. Folks, once again, I am Elliot Clough, and this was Believe in the New Orleans Pelicans. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time,